Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 2, Chapter 11, On the Fewness of Those Who Love the Cross of Jesus. Jesus today has many who love his heavenly kingdom, but few who carry his cross. Many who yearn for comfort, few who long for distress. Plenty of people he finds to share his banquet, few to share his fast. Everyone desires to take part in his rejoicing, but few are willing to suffer anything for his sake. There are many that follow Jesus as far as the breaking of bread, few as far as drinking the cup of suffering. Many revere his miracles, few that follow him in the indignity of the cross. Many that love Jesus as long as nothing runs counter to them. Many that praise and bless him as long as they receive some comfort from him. But should Jesus hide from them and leave them for a while, they fall to complaining or become deeply depressed. Those who love Jesus for his own sake, not for the sake of their own comfort, bless him in time of trouble and heartache as much as they are full of consolation. And should it never be his will to grant them any comfort, they would still always praise him, always long to thank him, to love Jesus purely, with no alloy of self-interest and self-love, is a source of great power. Mercenaries, isn't that the proper name for those who are always looking for comfort? Those who are always thinking of their own profit and advantage, are shown up as lovers of themselves rather than that of Christ. Where will you find a man willing to serve God without hope of reward? Rarely will you find anyone so spiritual as to be stripped bare of all things. Who will show me a man truly poor in spirit, completely severed from all created things. Such a one is a rare treasure, brought from distant shores. If a man were to give away everything he had, it would still be nothing. If he did severe penance, it would still be but little. If he were to have a grasp of all knowledge, he would still be a long way off. Even if he had great holiness and fervent devotion, there would still be much lacking to him. That one thing I mean, which he needs above all else. And what is this one thing? That having left all things behind, he should leave himself, renounce himself completely, keeping back nothing of his self-love, And when he has done everything that he knows he ought to do, let him realize 
that he has done nothing. It is not for him to reckon as a great achievement what might seem so in other men's eyes. No, he should admit the truth. Admit that he is a worthless servant. It is truth himself who tells us. When you have done all that was commanded you, you are to say we are servants and worthless. Then indeed he will be able to be naked and poor in spirit, saying along with the prophet, you see me friendless and forlorn. For all that, there was never a man richer, none with greater power, greater freedom, than he who knows how to renounce himself and all besides, setting himself in the lowest place of all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thomas Kempis puts before us a great truth tonight. That even when we deny ourselves all other created things, even when we try to only want what God wants, there's still one trouble. And that is not so much our attachment to things, but our attachment to ourself, to our own self-will. We call it bad self-love. At the root of all sins is bad self-love. But how can there be bad self-love? Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Self-love is supposed to be good. Self-love is good when we love ourselves as God loves us. And how does God love us? He loves us as a unique reflection of his son. He loves us as his children in the sun. He sees us and loves what we can become in and with and through his son as part of his son's mystical body. In other words, God loves us and knows us in relation to Jesus Christ. And we have to love ourselves in relation to Jesus Christ. We have to love ourselves as that part of the body of Christ that we are. And bad self-love is when we just look for our private good. We just try to love ourselves apart from other people 
apart from Jesus Christ. Just thinking of what we narrowly think is good for us. And because of original sin, we have this consequence. Bad self-love, which will be with us until 15 minutes after we die, St. Francis de Sales used to joke. In other words, we're always going to have to struggle with it as long as we live. But we have a great antidote. We have the Holy Spirit who brings into our hearts the love of God. And he brings into our hearts the true love of ourselves. And as we go forward, we keep discovering more and more ways in which we are too attached to ourselves. But let us not be afraid. Jesus Christ loves us and offers us the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.